Yeah, the Grapple Arcade! Hands off the merchandise! Dig it! How would you like to win an entire set of the Wave 1 Fanaticos Legends of Lucha Libre wrestling figure line? Oh, you would? Well, that's a surprise. Well, you're in luck. Because Grapple Arcade are teaming up with our good friends at Fig Pop Shop to bring you this exclusive competition. That's right. Grapple Arcade, BBG Wrestling and Fig Pop Shop have joined forces in order to bring you the opportunity to win the entire Wave 1 Fanaticals Legends of Lucha Libre line from the incredible Boss Fight Studios and Masked Republic. It's completely free to enter, but in order to enter, you must do the following. Head over to Twitter, follow at Grapple Arcade, at Fig Pop Shop, and at BBG Wrestling. Like and retweet the Grapple Arcade pin tweet on the Grapple Arcade handle and comment on it stating which of the officially announced Legends of Lucha Libre figures you are most looking forward to. It's as simple as that. Go to Twitter, follow at Grapple Arcade, at Fig Pop Shop, and at BBG Wrestling. Like and retweet the pinned tweet at Grapple Arcade, and comment on it stating which of the officially announced Legends of Lucha Libre line you are most looking forward to. But that's not all, baby. We're offering all of our listeners an exclusive 10% off code for any order made on figpopshop.co.uk. They ship worldwide. Simply type coupon code BBG10 when you're checking out on figpopshop.co.uk to receive a 10% off your order. That's right, BBG10 to receive 10% off your order at figpopshop.co.uk. Enjoy the discount code and good luck with the competition, everybody. Yeah, the Grapple Arcade. Hands off the merchandise. Dig it. Hello, everybody. It's Fox from Grapple Arcade here with another episode of Hands Off the Merchandise on bbgwrestling.com. We're joined once again by an old friend who hasn't been on the show for quite a while now. We were just chatting there, September 2019, this chap was last on. I was going to introduce him as the artist formerly known as Eric Arana with the tenuous link to Goldust the Wrestler, but he's not formerly known as Eric Arana, he's still Eric Arana. <laughs> How are you doing, Eric? You all right, man? I'm good. Thank you for having me back on. Oh, it's a pleasure, man. It's a, and thank you for coming back on. I appreciate you're very busy. Everybody's very busy at the moment because I think everybody's kind of willing and hoping that we're trying to move forward post, well, kind of post-COVID lockdown, everything that's going on. I appreciate it's very different for you guys in America. In fact, from state to state, it sounds to be very <laughs> different oh, to yeah. each other. <laughs> it is very different state to state here. It It's insane. Uh, tenuous link into <laughs> how you guys have been getting on because I appreciate it must have been a, an absolute heck of a knock on production and uh, oh. general movement with you know everything that's been going on. How has it really affected you guys? Um, it, it, it's been it hasn't been great. We 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 knew it was coming even before lockdown started here, so we kind of uh, 
got our staff ready for closing, get your computers home, get your gear home, and, and, and prep for this because it's happening type of thing. So, you know, we all kind of moved our offices to our houses and, you know, we've been doing, you know, it's, it's not that, you know, we can do it from our homes, but it's not the same. Um, you, you know, the creative uh, world when you're alone is very different than the creative world when you're in an office with nine to ten people that are all creative and, and we, we, so we've lost that kind of community brainstorming that we used to have, um, which we'll have back eventually. You know, we, we do go in to the office, but we go in on shifts, so we're not all there together. Mm-hmm. Um, because we do still have to ship product and everything like that. And, and and of course, from a production standpoint, you know, we lost five to six months of time in China. And then on top of that, when when, when the factories reopened, they um, our factories weren't we're only at 20 to 25% uh, staff. So they never even got fully restaffed to, you know, produce products. So right, right. We, we've, we've been way, way behind. Um, we, we are hoping that after uh, Chinese new year, you know, most of the staffs return and, and uh, in larger numbers finally, um, and we can kind of move forward uh, production wise anyway. Yeah, no, I think that's fair enough, mate. I think I think the vast, vast majority of people um, completely appreciate and understand the situation that yourselves and other other companies that rely on manufacturing from the east have been put under. It's 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 not it's shackles that you can't unfortunately break until you're told it's time to take them off. It's not it's not yeah. it's not a decision that's in your hands. But it's great to hear that at least things are starting to move forward um, in whichever shape or form that is. Um, and uh, you know, and I think again, as I said, the vast, vast majority of people completely appreciate it. And good things come to those who wait. <laughs> we really do hope that you know everybody. We want everyone to be safe. You know, the factory workers and our our fans and and everyone. We don't want to take chances, uh, nor do we want in, anybody else to take those chances. So. No, that makes complete and utter sense. Well, I suppose um, that links us into just generally catching up really since we last spoke, as I mentioned before, you were last on the show in September of 2019, which feels like a lifetime ago. It didn't feel that long ago in the sense of when we last spoke. It doesn't feel like it's been well over a year, approaching a year and a half, but it's um, <laughs> it definitely has been. Um and I think just before that, as we as we recounted there, you guys were part of a big showstroke exhibition in August, just before we last spoke, where Ray Penta and um, the other sort of designs that you had were on display. I think you had the prototypes of Ray and Penta there, uh, along with their wrestlers posing with said figures. Um, so quite a lot's happened since then. Should we? Are you happy to go through a bit of a timeline for our listeners? Because I think some of them, I know that there will be a few people definitely clocking back in who listened to the first one. A few people have told us as much that they're very looking forward to, to hearing this episode. Um, but there will be quite a few new listeners as well. So if it's all right with yourself, can, we go, can you go through a bit of a timeline for our listeners from the, um, the inception, if you like, of the, the first two figures, the Ray and the Penta, uh, to where we are now with what's what's uh, due to come out soon and what's officially planned in terms of the waves. Sure. Um, 
yeah, we, uh, you know, a lot has happened. The, the show that you're talking about was uh, Expo Lucha in 2019, which is uh, an, an amazing show. If you ever have a chance to go, it's the most unique um, convention I've ever been to. And Please bring it to the UK. Please have a word. Yeah, yeah, I bring it to the UK, all right? <laughs> yeah, so since then, you know, we had announced a couple of different lines at that time in a couple of different waves. The following March is when things started to shut down. And, and while we had been, you know, getting, getting stuff ready for uh, Toy Fair that February we, in 2020, we knew at that point that there were going to be shutdowns and stuff. Uh, even to Toy Fair people didn't come to the U.S. that normally would be there. And we started to kind of see the, the, the writing on the wall about what was all happening. And at, at, at Toy Fair, we had announced a couple of additional lines. So we had the premium line, which is the Penta Phoenix, the super articulated, the extra parts. We had announced the um, what we're now calling the Luchacitos, which are the kind of tiny, cutesy, two-inch figures. And then we announced the Mystery Mascadas, which are the uh, small replica masks that we're doing. And then at Toy Fair, we had announced the uh, Fanaticos series, which is our, 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 le our less expensive line with less articulation, uh, fewer, that doesn't have the extra hands and the extra heads and stuff, but the same detail mm -hmm. as our, our premium line. So the figures will go together, they just won't be as articulated, and, and therefore they'll be a lower price point. We had... Uh, over the last year, uh, from March until till now, we've been working on a lot of different projects for um, the Legends of Lucha Libre line. If we hadn't had the factory shutdown and, and the, the pandemic, our original release date was for August of 2020, and we probably would have hit, hit within a couple of weeks of our original uh, release date. Had the had the pandemic not shut down the factory, so it, it it was really a frustrating time to kind of deal with it and 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 kind of have to you know just accept that it wasn't happening the the way we wanted it to, um, and that's always a hard thing. I mean, in the toy industry, most things are at least a little late. It's just kind of how it happens. But that said, since then we've announced. Uh, a, a good number of products um, coming up for Le Legends of Lucha Libre. And we have a lot more planned. Um, th in the end, this is going to be a fairly large line of not just action figures, but all sorts of other items uh, that have to do with Legends of Lucha Libre. And, you know, the uh, Mass Republic, our partner in this uh, venture, they are amazing to work with and they're always signing new wrestlers and new luchadors and luchadoras to the to the, to their to their team and you know most of them that they sign we have rights to do figures of at some point in some way um not always so there are some of the people on their team that we can't do for instance they uh they also rep Rey Mysterio Jr but obviously we can't make Rey Mysterio Jr figures um sure <laughs> As yeah, much, yeah. unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, I, he's he he may be my favorite of all time, and uh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, but it's you know we have so much coming up with uh, you know the, the Fanaticos line, the, which the first wave is uh, Penta and Phoenix in different outfits. They're wearing like uh, Lucha Brothers T-shirts, and then uh, Taya Valkyrie, who is is 
we're very excited to work with. And Juventud uh, Guerrera, who, again, is a legend. And, you know, Wave 2, uh, which uh, Master Public uh, announced, and, and we'll, we'll be showing more work on, uh, on uh, Wave 2 Fanaticos in the next couple of weeks. Um, but the, the, the lineup has been announced, which is um, uh, an, an early 90s uh, Vampiro. Oh, with, so good. So with good. the uh, you know the long red braids and the yep. you know before he was like doing the ghoul makeup and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, we do have um, late nineties vampiros planned as well in Ooh. in blind. Uh, vampiros, one of my all time favorites. I I always loved him, and yeah. so yeah. I and he's a great guy. You know, we're very excited to be working with him. And then um, Ultimo Dragon, oh, another legend. <laughs> Just bowling them out. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute and, legends. Oh, he, so, Ultimate, Ultimate Dragon is another one. He's a legend. He's so yeah. great. Ijo uh, Del Pedro Gallo, um, yep. who we're very excited to be working with his Absolutely. family. Him and Pedro Stelmal will be kind of our, kind of a staple uh, of our of our branding um, coming up. So, so we're very excited about that. Because uh, a, a number of the other luchadors that we... Uh, do are able to make we're in uh pedos del mal and for for those who don't know um pedos del mal is kind of like i i think it's the closest thing that ever came to nwo yes uh, in 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 popularity and size and and the the effect that they had on on mexican wrestling a num- like I said, a number of the wrestlers and, and the luchadors and luchadoras that we have uh, access to were in were in the group with with Ijo Del Pedro, and it, so it's very exciting to be able to do some of that. Lots of fun planning ahead with that one, really. There's lots of angles to work out, isn't there? Sounds oh, really sounds yeah, cool. Yeah, and and it's it, and it's very exciting. Like I said, we're you know we we want to celebrate uh, Perito's life. Not not glorify his death or anything like that. Yeah, we, we sure, want, sure. We want to celebrate his his um, accomplishments. And, Absolutely. You know, um, and and then the the last figure in that wave is uh, Black Taurus, who nice. has been making um, quite the splash over on Impact right now, uh, which which is is very cool. Um, it's amazing and, the names that you've shouted out there. I mean, just even just so far with Fanaticos one and two, you've got. People with impact, you've got people with AEW, you've got somebody who's just about to sign with, just signed with WWE, you've got yes. legends, you've got a whole range of people who are going to become very, very familiar faces or already are familiar faces for modern fans. Dare I say, when people think, I suppose, of Lucha Libre, they think of just generally Mexican wrestlers. They don't, at least during the 90s and 2000s, you had you had people moving into WCW and ECW, but the, the larger scale of the likes of AAA, etc. It wasn't that accessible, especially over in the UK and I suppose Europe in general. But because those characters are now with more accessible brands and, and very well-known brands like WWE, like Impact, like AEW, um, it's going to hopefully shine the spotlight on your incredible figure line as well, isn't it? I, I certainly hope so. We, um, you know, we, we, we work to make the best product that we can. It's, it, it's very important to us. You know, we, we've got, you know, Taya... It has just signed with WWE, so and she's one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. No doubt, no doubt. And she's amazing, and I'm 
hoping that you know, she tears up the women's division over at WWE. And for the record, the women's division at WWE is my favorite part. They are by far, to me, they seem to be the hardest workers and they put on the best shows mm-hmm. nightly yep. over there. So, you know, I'm very, very excited to see what she does over there. And then, yeah, you know, Penta and Phoenix are over at, at, at AEW and uh, Black Taurus is over at, at Impact and um, Laredo Kid who we have coming up in wave three of premium, he uh, he's over at MLW right now, which is, you know, kind of another up and comer uh, American um, federation right now. Oh, so it's a well-loved federation as well. It's, I love everything about MLW and I'm sure a lot yeah. of our listeners will, will be aware of them. We've covered them quite a few times in one of our other shows on BBG wrestling and it's, it's a fantastic. It's just it's that uh, what I love about them is that they kind of mix uh, legends with the new and make it really fun. Yeah, I mean the the, the current run with um, Selena De La Renta and the uh, the Parks uh, with the tag titles has just been fantastic. Yeah, and you know like that's that's very exciting. And yeah, yeah, MLW is is doing a really great job. I I wish they were. Easier to watch. I it, I wish Impact and MLW were easier to view right now. Like AEW is and WWE are just so so easier to the access to them is so much easier. Sure. Yeah, completely agree. Um, and as it stands, is the is the the premium? I suppose if you want to call it that the premium wave two is that still currently? I think at the time it was penciled in as Conan. And Lady Maravilla, is that still the case? Yes, it's it's still Conan and Lady Maravilla. Um, there there has been um, two editions, but we're not ready to do it, to announce them just yet. Sure, absolutely. Basically, basically from Wave Two on, uh, we'll be bouncing it up to four figures, but um, they won't always be up, they won't always be released at the same time. Right, so, I see. Like the the. The other two figures in Wave Two may be released a couple months after for us to spread it out. But um, yeah, we, we are doing two more figures in, in Wave Two, and uh, you know, Wave Three was uh, Laredo Kid and Tanai Bliss Junior. That one has been bumped up to four as well. Oh, so cool. um, yeah, we we have a lot coming, and the Mystery Mascaras are almost ready to go when the fact, factory reopens. Like. There's, we already have deco samples from China, which is moving incredibly fast. So we're very excited about that. And that, that's one of my favorite things that I've ever created is the, those little, and you know, the mystery mascaros are the, um, the little busts with the, the tiny, um, replica mask. Out of curiosity, with those with the tiny masks, do you know what sort of size are they? If you were sort of to, to stand one of those busts and masks next to, let's say, the premium, uh, Rio Penta. In terms of the sort of sizing, are they a similar size? I, I'm thinking of yeah. customizers here. Can they chop their heads off and, <laughs> no, they, and pop them on a figure? They're, they're much larger. Um, right. They're actually in, we've act, we actually <laughs> we actually tried to put one on. Um, <laughs> they're actually in scale to a 12 inch figure. Okay. So, so like, uh, actually, we, we, we tried to force one on a um, Hot Toys uh, uh, Loki, 
to see right. if it would fit. <laughs> you know, they're they're much thicker than a mask would actually be, so they don't really quite fit perfectly. But if it, 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 a customizer could um, cut away the parts of the face yeah. that that would need to be removed for it to fit properly, I think. If you squint a little bit <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. and hold it on an angle. <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant. No, that's excellent to hear. What's great to hear with that is, is that everything that we um, touched upon back in September of 2019, it's great to hear that those things are still on the cards. I think that's what's what's a relief to a lot of people. But also, obviously, on top of that, further developments as well, which will be unfolding as time goes on, um, yeah. which is great, which is great. Right now, our main focus is to get the Wave 1 premiums and accessory sets in people's hands and let people, you know, form their opinions on them. And, and hopefully it, the, their opinions will be um, positive and, and we'll, we'll see, uh, you know, a nice bump in our, in our other product sales. You know, we're, we're out right on this precipice as a company to um, start... Uh, upping our quantities at the factory which which is a really good thing but it's it's also a really scary place to be because we have to do it very strategically and very slowly because if you put too much if you produce too many products and you're left sitting on too many products it can destroy a small company so absolutely absolutely you, you know we, it, it's something that we have to do um premium wave one uh, the the Penta and Phoenix, not not the accessory sets, but the the Penta and Phoenix themselves, will have a very limited number left after um, we send out our pre-orders. Mm -hmm. So if anyone didn't get them, as soon as they go back up for sale, you you if you want them, you should jump on them. I I made the decision at the time. I was going to order them from the U.S. The reason why I held off at the time was because import duties more than anything else can absolutely destroy a, a, a person's pocket the beautiful thing is since we spoke at that time we've learned obviously that you've been working with fig pop shop as a as a distributor in the uk who yeah. i've been speaking to recently we'll, we'll talk a bit more about them a bit later in the show but it's wonderful truly wonderful to hear that you've got a dedicated uk distributor now because it means that myself and a lot of other people i know have got orders straight in with them and we uh, were very happy that that option is now there and um, what i thought i'd do is ask you as well if it's all right eric since you started the design process because we're very nerdy on this show when it comes to things like designs and concept <laughs> art and all that kind of stuff we're, we're tech heads we love it we can't help it since the design process started with yourself with the more high-end if you want to call them that the the premium figures we saw the concept art that went out at the very beginning when you started releasing that has your process in your the way that you approach your concept art and the way that you approach designs for wrestling figures specifically changed since you first picked up your pencils so to speak yeah for sure we uh, initially you know I, I did the turnaround illustrations the, the control art and i did initial exploded views of the figures for both fanaticos and well i mean for all the figures fanaticos uh the luchasitos the the little guys the the um premium you know we do it for everything and uh but, but then in working with fred axahan uh, who's one one of the other partners? Uh, also a, a huge wrestling fan. Um, he's one of the partners that, and and our our head three D designer. 
and sculptor and um he he and i he would come back and recommend like i can do this and i can do this and we can change these things and stuff like that so it kind of goes back and forth on both of those line and, and especially the the fanaticos and the um premium line it you know we kind of had a back and forth changing some things for the engineering um and the uh the sculpt and stuff like that so you know we made a couple of calls early on like i think initially i had uh penta's boot design very different we found other reference of him where he he and phoenix were wearing the same boots and we decided to lower our tooling cost and and put them in those costumes specifically so we could could save some time and money and all of that and that that that's a decision that all toy companies have to make but you you'll notice that you know penta's legs and and phoenix's legs are the same eventually we'll change that and you know, as, as time goes on we'll sculpt different parts and new parts and stuff like that for for both of them especially since they both have so many different designs their their kick pads are always different they're especially pentas with the the big knee pads and all that stuff that he has uh, uh, that he kind of shifted to uh after um lucha underground you but you'll notice like the fanaticos penta coming up he has the big knee pads you know the the giant you know with the dragons and stuff on them yes and yeah the, the cool thing about the way we're engineering our figures especially even between fanaticos and premium is we can now take those more elaborate boots and put them on a premium figure ah see okay so so like the 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 boot where, where the boots cut the hands and the head the neck ball um are all the same on premium and fanaticos so you can switch those parts around you know, we do it. We do it mostly for our, you know, for, for ourselves as a company. It, it it behooves us to have our, our as much of our tooling compatible as possible, um, just for variations and stuff like that. Because you know, we're going to put out a lot of Penta and Phoenix figures. I'm sure, like yeah. that. You know, they're you know as well as Taya and you know Laredo Kid and stuff like that. So. To have all those parts interchangeable is really a good thing. On top of that, um, for customizers, it's great to have that compatibility. And I'm a customizer myself. Uh, actually, all of us at Boss Fight are. And it doesn't surprise me, really, with your hacks line, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's, <laughs> that's exactly what it yeah, is. Yeah, hacks line was completely engineered and designed with the customizer in mind as well yeah. as the 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 toy collector. So, you know, we, we did that on purpose and, um, I, I'm hoping that the Lucha line does well enough that we can do a customizer series similar to our blanks, our, our hacks blanks, uh, a Lucha customizer series. Cause I, you know, I know like, uh, Mattel did the, um, what was it called where like they, you know, uh, Rey Mysterio would have wings and, I don't remember, but it was a good line, and it was cool, and it was it was fun. Um, I feel like it wasn't customizer enough. It yes. was more like a swappability play, which is, which is which is a legitimate toy toy thing to have swappability play. And but um, the uh, we we would like to do eventually like a straight up customizer line cool. if if the if the Lucha line 
does well. Your um, one of the sketches I saw of the earlier, I can't remember how long it was ago now, but this this it was it was a while ago, and it was one of the sketches that you did. I think it was for Penta. And it was just in your notes. I'm, I'm one of those people. I like to read people's notes when they're sketching because, again, I'm a customizer. I like I like all of those intricate things. And you brought attention to a really fun little phrase that's always stuck with me, which is the way you're obviously describing the way a movement works within the torso. And it's a double barrel crunch joint. And I absolutely love that. <laughs> I don't know why, but that, that yeah, phrase, a double, double barrel crunch barrel. joint. So yeah, the um, yeah, the, that's what the, I always refer to that middle hinge. Or, or that, that middle torso movement that's like under the ribs that a yeah. lot of pictures have. I always refer to that as a crunch joint because that's what it looks like they're doing is, is crunches. Okay. And, um, but then, yeah, the, the double barbell part is, is really important for us. We, we, we do it. It's on, it's on our hacks figures, um, necks. Uh, it's on our Lucha figures, um, neck, shoulder, well, I guess it's not really a double barbell for the shoulder, but it's a, it's a double barbell for the neck, a double barbell for the um, mid torso, and what that does is that that means that it, it it looks like the piece looks the interior structure piece looks like a barbell. It's it's a pole with a sphere on one side and a sphere on the other side, mm-hmm. and um, it pops into both sides. And what that gives you is it gives you full range of motion at the top and at the bottom. You can it, your figures can look up higher or look down lower. You're at that at that crunch joint. It moves in every direction, so you can, you know, at, at the top and the bottom. So you really get them into some really nice poses. It's um, I, I'm I'm really proud of the the final product with the the Penton Phoenix because we have one set at work. Uh, we we got one case early. Um, air shipped to us so we could send them out to uh, reviewers and stuff yeah. like that you know and we kept one set that we opened I, I so so like the boss fight people that worked on the product we don't even have these toys in our private collections yet wow. like we have one set at work for like photographs and 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 review and all that stuff all the other sets that we got we sent out to other people um, including Penta and Phoenix themselves. And, you know, so we, you, you know, that, that's, and that's just a really common thing in the toy industry. Sometimes we don't even have the toys early, um, earlier than the, than the fans do. You know, you know, I, I always say that my, my, my goal with every toy that I put out is for it to be better than the last one that I put out that, that I, I worked on. Like, that's always my goal. And it's a great philosophy to have. It, yeah, I, I think so, and and I I think you know I mean, it's kind of like I'm kind of like that in life too. I'm always trying to be better and all that stuff. But it's um, th- this is going to be a hard one to top. I I really <laughs> feel like I I hit I, I I hit a new high. Um, that said, we are cr- critical of ourselves, so yeah. you know we are already ready making um changes to to for the next wave so it, it, that is just kind of how it is in in the industry and and but i'm very proud of these the tattoos are just glorious i knew our factory could do it but i i'm very proud that they did it <laughs> it's it's knowing how to uh, find that middle line isn't it between um, being able to sort of be self-critical but also allowing yourself to ride that wave yes 
yeah, you have to be able to be proud of the stuff you do as well. We'll use uh, Ultimo Dragon as a as a, just a reference point here. When it comes to you sitting down to design a figure, what's what's your? Because I think a lot of people have lots of different methods, and a lot of people have learned from other people's methods when it comes to designing a figure. And I know there's a couple of questions from people asking you about designing figures, and rather than asking several people's questions, it makes sense to do it in a, in a bit of a one. So, um, with yourself as as you know, what one of the head designers and artists at Boss Fight. When you sit down, do you have like a storyboard in front of you? Do you go and watch it? Let's use uh, Ultimo Dragon here just as a, as a general example. Would you go and watch some old footage uh, on, on TV and some old tapes of Ultimo Dragon? Would you use just general still shots? Do you um, have other methods, other, other accessories or other toys that you would look at for sort of general ideas? What, what's your approach to when you first sit down to get your ideas down as a bit of a storyboard for your design concept? And are you old school with a, with, a, with a pencil and a piece of paper to start with, or do you use more digital programs? What's your general approach to designing a figure? Well, I mean, all of that, really. I, I, I tend to put, put on, uh, I'll find a, matches of theirs on YouTube, so and, and I'll put them on and, and kind of have them running while I'm working um, a little bit, and then you know then I usually shift over to I I watch all sorts of things while I I work. It, it it's kind of my my it's just kind of how I get in a mindset. But I'll I'll watch old wrestling or old AAA lucha stuff. Or um, when I was working on Vampiro, I was watching old WCW stuff and old Impact stuff. Uh, <laughs> And Lucha Underground and all that and you know so I, I do watch a lot of that stuff um, a lot of that's for like hand positioning you know especially for our premium line we we want to get their character in their hand poses that they do sure so you know you know Penta and Phoenix it was really obvious which ones to do for them but Laredo Kid his was really obvious as well but then there's also like you know Conan has so many different hand things, gestures and symbols that he does. He was a little harder to choose which ones to do. And, but yeah, so I'll, I'll work from, I'll, I'll have videos on, especially for when we're doing like an older costume, yeah. um, like the, the, the Juventud Guerrero that we're doing, it, he's wearing, you know, the old red and blue mask. That's more like his father's mask. Not mm-hmm. what, he really wore in the late nineties, but what he wore in the mid nineties. So there's no high res photography of that. Costume. I was about to bring that. I was about to bring that exact point up because from a customizer's point of view, the amount of times you watch YouTube and press pause, just so you can quickly yeah. sketch down the back of a costume more yeah. than anything else. <laughs> I, I have so many YouTube screen grabs in my reference folder <laughs> because of that. And that's, that's usually what I do. I pause screen grab, pause screen grab, you know, like, to yeah. get the, you know, to get the tight pattern and what did his hair look like? Did he have any tattoos yet? Um, things like that. And you know, um, Vampiro, all these tattoos now, but back then he didn't have them all yet. And we're gonna have to do like this progression with Vampiro as we put out figures of him. They they won't all have the same tattoos because they he got more tattoos as time has gone on. <laughs> and, uh, from the time we announced the uh, Laredo Kid figure to now, I'm having to redesign some of it because he got, he has all the new 
tattoos that he didn't have when we announced it. So it's like, you know, even Penta and Phoenix have gotten additions since, yeah. since we announced that. And, you know, I, I think these guys just, I think they just got bored over uh, quarantine and just started getting more and more tattoos. <laughs> more and more ink. You know, it's not a daft idea for people who want action figures made of them. If you get more ink, then it means that somebody's eventually going to have to think, oh, we're going to have to release another figure of them now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's... Um, the tattoos are one of the hardest things to work work on, and we we work with a, a gentleman named uh, Daniel Friedman, um, who's an ex uh, indie wrestler himself, but he's also a brilliant artist, and he does a lot of our graphics and tattoo art for uh, not not just Lucia. Now we we kind of moved him to doing a lot of other stuff as well. But uh, he does a lot of the you know we get a lot we, we compile photographs and stuff and. I, I, I went for Penta and Phoenix specifically. I went backstage with them and took photos of their tattoos. And uh, with pandemic and stuff, we're usually sending messages like, hey, you know, Taya, can you take turnaround fo- photographs of your tattoos for us, please, yeah. and on your arm and whatnot? We have to replicate them on a paint master, and then the factory has to figure out how to replicate them on the figures. And sure. it's a lot. And you, you'll notice that... Um, the Penta and Phoenix in the Fanaticos line, uh, we they have their like arm braces on those like skin tight arm braces that they they wear sometimes too, and we we literally put those on them to cover their tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> like Phoenix is also wearing a T-shirt, like you know we 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 want that line to be a little, little more affordable, so it's it's a little harder uh, to do all the tattoo work. The tattoo work was probably. Um, the most expensive piece of the production for Penta and Phoenix, uh, the premiums. Yeah, well, it gives it gives customizers the chance to to don their paint skills as well if they want to add oh, additional yeah. tattoos themselves. Yes. Um, but I suppose as well, this ties a little bit into. I know that you guys have been doing um, custom masterclasses, haven't you, to an extent? Or yes. you have been. Can you tell us a bit about the masterclasses that you guys run? Yeah, we we, we so we. With the pandemic, we wanted a way, you know, we, we, we knew that conventions were like off the table for us. Um, we didn't want to risk it. And most, most conventions are canceled and were canceled anyway. So even now, we, we don't think we're going to do any conventions until 2022 um, at the earliest. Like we're, we're just not comfortable enough with it. And um, it, so we we wanted a way to reach out and, and still reach our consumers. Uh, we love our consumers. We we actually like doing all that crazy stuff with them. And we we, we had done a number of custom classes at uh, conventions. So we we, we kind of came up with a way to do them over uh, Zoom. So we we what we what we do is we put together like a small box of parts. And stuff that you pay for the parts and you pay for the class and we send you the parts and then we have a four week class and all of of us are making the same custom. Right. So we each day, you know, we, we usually currently they're at on Tuesdays at seven 
for but you know, you have to have the login because you know it's a paid for class so then everybody gets together on skype and we talk and we take questions and we all and eric who is our master painter um eric ridlon he he walks people through different techniques different ways to do things different materials to use and it, we've gotten a great response to it and, and it's so much fun um it's great to see you know, at the end of the class, a lot of the, the the participants will send in photos of their finished custom. And it's interesting to see the differences and the changes that, you know, we all make as we do these sorts of things. Um, and, and, you know, I'm hoping as time goes on and we have more and more parts and pieces and stuff that, you know, we can do some uh, Lucha ones as well eventually. Uh, the, the easy thing about doing it with our hacks line is our hacks line is more um, uh, customizer friendly, but also it's uh, you know we have so many parts and so such a, a, a library of parts to to send to people to do which we we don't have on the Lucha line yet. Yeah, we will. Excellent stuff. That's wonderful to hear. Um, we'll we'll go through some other questions now that we've actually moved on to them. It was quite a nice segue there. Um, the Toy Mechanic has been in touch, and he asks, if you could pick any franchise from the past, it could be old, it could be defunct, it could be something, it could be as random as you like, um, who do you wish you guys could make a, a figure line of in a complete fantasy world? For any... In the not just lucha not, not yeah like I, th I think we're kind of crossing over into all sorts of different sort of territories with this question onwards for the time being so yeah it doesn't necessarily have to be wrestling it could be wrestling if you want but it could be any franchise um famous or, or non-famous that, that i'm guessing that's how i'm interpreting the question that stands out in your mind that oh that would be really cool to be able to make figures based on said franchise for for me it would be it's easily no contest. Uh, for me, it would be pre-New 52 DC Universe. Ah, cool. Okay. And, and, and everything that was connected to, to it. Um, not that the New 52 stuff is bad. Uh, I haven't read most of it. And I, I also know it's been through Rebirth and now it's Omniverse. Like, there's, they've made a lot of changes. But, um, you know, for me the DC universe will always be like from, you know, the, the seventies, eighties, nineties, early two thousands. Like that's, that's, that's my, uh, your bag, is my, it? yeah, that's my sweet spot for DC, but it would definitely be the DC universe would be the, my dream line. Would you go down the hacks route of figurines or would you go down more the Lucha Libre style, uh, sizings and scales? Mm -hmm. I think that there's been so much at six inch and so little at collector grade four inch that I, I think I would want to go more of a hack style myself. Well, I'm going to jump into another question based on that because I know that you're a bit of a GI Joe fan, aren't you? Oh yeah. Uh, it's one of it's one of your um it's one of your things one of your kicks as it was mine as well to be honest with you and I'd love to pretend I still collect and it's one of those things where I, I convince myself I need to start collecting again I need to buy a few of the parts that I never had back in the past but I keep getting wrapped up in wrestling so it's a bit difficult oh, uh, <laughs> as you can imagine but I do know from uh, listening to some of your older things that you've uh, taken part on that two of your most fondest um, GI Joe pieces so to speak were uh, the Killer Whale hovercraft. 
Yep. And the, the Ram cycle, yeah. the, uh, the rapid fire motorcycle. The, the, the thing is, before I get into that, I remember the Ram cycle. I never owned the Ram cycle. It was one of the things that I really wanted. I had the, the, uh, the Mobat tank, and my cousin had the Ram cycle, and his brother had the Vamp Jeep. Um, and I didn't have the Ram cycle, but I know that they did bring out, um, they brought out a reissue, didn't they, in about 2007 or 8? Something, yeah. I think they reissued it. This yeah. time it did have Breaker as part of it, rather than you having to just right. imagine what was on the box, because <laughs> you never got Breaker with the actual original one. But I used to put Breaker on all the time. So it's a random segue question. You and your Ram cycle, which character, which Joe character mainly uh, was aboard your Ram cycle. That's what I want to know personally. Well, well there's, you know, you could go. You know, Breaker was Breaker was on the box um, mm-hmm. in in the cartoon. Uh, it was often equated to Scarlet. Um, it was, yeah. I think Duke and Stalker had a bit of a mission on it yes, now and again as yeah, well. And- yeah, they used it. I mean, a, a lot of the characters in the cartoon used it a lot, but um, but really, for, for for some reason, I always picture Scarlet on it in the cartoon. Yeah. Um, but for me, uh, it was rock and rolls and that's who was almost always on my Ram. That's fair enough. That's fair. That's a good answer. (laughs) I enjoy that. Um, I think the reason why we brought that question up is because there are a couple of questions that link into it as well, because when we originally talked, you kind of hinted that you might like the idea of going down a wrestling figure route in that three, three quarter inch range. Um, and I don't know at the time whether that was you kind of sort of that's what you want to do, but nothing was necessarily on the table yet. Is that one of those kind of ideas that you've started to put in motion in any way, censorship, or is it very much a kind of one day we'll see what happens? It currently is. It's a wait and see type of situation. Um, it's not off the table, but it's also not on the table right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to do. Uh, you know, a highly detailed uh, four-inch line uh, of luchadors. Um, I know. It's all with everybody. <laughs> I think yeah. it's the kind of, it's that perfect blend. Like, that. It's, it really amazes me that the two worlds haven't crossed paths before. I mean, I yes, you've, you've got the Hasbro size, but it's a bit different, isn't it? You know, the old Hasbro size is a bit different yeah. in terms of the four-inch scale, if you want to call them that. But the idea that that, that synonymous jaw style action figure um, yeah. hasn't really kind of, I mean, Mortal Kombat picked it up, Street Fighter picked it up, loads of other brands picked that kind of style up, but, well, wrestling, you know, it's had its, it had its Sergeant Slaughter and it's Roddy Piper, obviously, in the Joe form, but it hasn't really equated any further than that, and it really surprises me. Um, Jax did that Brawler series yeah, <laughs> it, it, it didn't really do well. Um, I think I really struggled to see them fit in the same way. But I know what you mean. I know what yeah. you mean. They did. I'll give. The, yeah, that's a fair. That's a fair enough comment. But um, but I, it's I, when I you. Wonder, I, I wonder how many wrestling fans would want to venture out of the the six inch realm. True. In, general like everybody's collection is in that six inch scale so it's it's a hard uh it would maybe be a sort of more like a specialist line i know that obviously with with um mattel they've gone down the masses of the universe route as well haven't they it's more of a specialist scale they had the retros which was the nod back to the old hasbros 
And obviously at the moment, we've got quite small independent companies that are popping up like Cella Toys, our friends, and also uh, Zombie as well, ZST, yeah. who are creating that old Hasbro style line. Yeah. So, and I think there seems to be enough demand for that for obvious reasons. You know, people want to finish the collections off. But I would absolutely love if um, if if we went down the sort of. Uh, I know that um, Funko re- released the you know the Glow uh, the the the, the Glow Rest, you know Wrestling Federation yes. back in yeah. the day, and obviously what became the Netflix uh, yeah. TV show. I know that uh, Funko released a, uh, their own. It was just a two a two figure set, yeah. but they super seven did, super seven did the uh, Legends of Lucha Libre ones of uh, Solar. That's right, yeah, and um, Blue Demon mm-hmm. and Tenaiblis. Like so, it, there are some, but those are five five point figures. Yes, I know which, it's which is very different. I have nothing against those as as a style. It's it's fun. Um, but you know, one of our things is often our hyper hyper real details and, and articulation. So I I think it would be something that um, if we decided to go on a retro style, I don't think it would be five point. And if we'd almost more, be more likely to go with a hyper real style. Yeah, oh man, that's music to my ears. I'm, yeah, I'm going to be dreaming of that now. <laughs> um, uh, Stuart Ashens, Mr. Ashens, asks a couple of questions here. He's been in touch. Uh, he wants to know, because obviously we're aware again of the wrestling figures and how you can get hold of the, the Legends line at um, Fig Pop Shop in the UK. But he wants to know also, where where are you able to get hold of other boss fight related figures in the UK? Are there any sort of distributors in the UK that you can share with people regarding whether it's hacks or any of your other lines? Uh, in-demand toys is probably your best bet. And currently we are looking for full, full distribution into the UK, um, which would hopefully include like actual stores. uh, I'm blanking on the the name of the store. Smith's. Yes. You've got Smith's. Yeah. 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 They're sort of like the more um, akin to what Toys R Us was. Yeah. Uh, It's that kind of big, big national toy store. Yeah, we're we're really hoping to get into that. Um, also, um, Diamond is one of our distributors right now. So, if you want our stuff, a lot of it is available through comic shops, local comic shops, and stuff. Yeah. So that that's probably currently your best bet. Uh, but we have been working with Diamond and you know with the previous catalog that all all comic shops uh, utilize. Excellent stuff. He also asks the question, uh, what's the chances of any information regarding the future of the Flash line because he's dying for a Ming? <laughs> uh, well, we, we have the comic book Ming coming yep. um, in Wave 2, and then uh, Wave 3... Um, I'm sorry, Wave 1, and then Wave 2 is uh, the Flash with the tank top and um, Prince Baron mm-hmm. uh, from the movies. From the movie... Uh, and then uh, we haven't announced Wave Three yet, I don't think. And but rest assured, we will uh, get to you know Ming is the the main antagonist. Like we mm-hmm. got to do it. So, well, I'm hoping fingers crossed for a, uh, a Clytus as well. I won't lie. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, 
Cool. Oh, that would be amazing to get to get one. But yes, uh, I know Stu's a big fan of yourselves, and so that'll be um, he'll be he'll be very happy to hear that. A few more questions here, actually. But before we get onto those questions, it's competition time. Ooh, yeah, the Grapple Arcade. Hands off the merchandise. Dig it. How would you like to win an entire set of the Wave One Fanaticos Legends of Lucha Libre wrestling figure line? Oh, you would? Well, that's a surprise. Well, you're in luck because Grapple Arcade are teaming up with our good friends at Fig Pop Shop to bring you this exclusive competition. That's right. Grapple Arcade, BBG Wrestling, and Fig Pop Shop have joined forces in order to bring you the opportunity to win the entire Wave 1 Fanaticals Legends of Lucha Libre line from the incredible Boss Fight Studios and Masked Republic. It's completely free to enter, but in order to enter, you must do the following. Head over to Twitter, follow at Grapple Arcade, at Fig Pop Shop, and at BBG Wrestling. Like and retweet the Grapple Arcade pin tweet on the Grapple Arcade handle, and comment on it stating which of the officially announced Legends of Lucha Libre figures you're most looking forward to. It's as simple as that. Go to Twitter, follow at Grapple Arcade, at Fig Pop Shop, and at BBG Wrestling. Like and retweet the pinned tweet at Grapple Arcade, and comment on it stating which of the officially announced Legends of Lucha Libre line you're most looking forward to. But that's not all, baby. We're offering all of our listeners an exclusive 10% off code for any order made on figpopshop.co.uk. They ship worldwide. Simply type coupon code BBG10 when you're checking out on figpopshop.co.uk to receive a 10% off your order. That's right, BBG10 to receive 10% off your order at figpopshop.co.uk. Enjoy the discount code. And good luck with the competition, everybody. Yeah, the Grapple Arcade. Hands off the merchandise. Dig it. So, my friend, we've got a question here from MadnessNH97 on the WrestleFig forums. In fact, he's asked several, so we'll go through them. You've obviously announced certain names so far. Now, is it likely that we'll ever see any wrestlers who aren't strictly associated with Lucha uh, but maybe from Japan, for example. Is that something that are on the cards for you guys going forward? So dipping outside of the Lucha realm, is it possible to see fig- uh, characters, figures of wrestlers from other areas of the world who aren't technically associated with Lucha? Well, um, you know, uh, one of our early uh, slogans as a company was there, was, uh, there are no limits. That's... Kind of how we, you know, there actually are limits when it comes to costing and all that stuff. But creatively, we like to kind of move out as far as we can all the time. And um, when it comes to who we can and can't do, every, everything currently is connected to uh, to Mass Mass Republic and who they have rights to. Yeah. We we wouldn't want to 
necessarily uh, move on to doing like non-Lucha stuff unless they were involved or at the very least, you know, we had their blessing to do so. Um, that said, uh, the phrase Lucha, you know, who who is a luchador and who isn't a luchador and who's like, who's a luchador, who's a wrestler? Like, yeah, the, the, the line is very, very blurred nowadays. Um, and, and obviously we're not only doing, uh, Mexican talent or masked talent. I mean, certainly, you know, Taya and Vampiro are Canadian. Neither of them wears a mask. Uh, Perito doesn't wear a mask. Like there's, you know, there, there's a number of people we're doing that, you know, so Lucha isn't who, who's a luchador isn't necessarily defined by, uh, being from Mexico and wearing a mask, there's like more to it, um, and and, and again, the line is blurred, uh, you know. It, so seeing people that aren't connected to lucha libre, it's pro- it's it's definitely going to happen at some point, I would imagine. But current currently, our our kind of edict is who's who's connected to masked republic. As as the line goes on, I'm I'm hoping that we can kind of expand uh, to a a non lucha libre uh, wrestling segment uh, that might not be part of the same line, but it would be part of the same line, but not part of the same line, uh, like the way that the um, fighting the fighters uh, are aren't part of the AEW line, uh, the UFC fighters, but they're they're really kind of part of the same visual and articulation and all that stuff like so you know hopefully eventually in the next couple of years we we expand to uh non-luchador type stuff brilliant stuff no that's that's a fantastic answer and as you said there it's all 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 relative as opposed to the relationship with mass republic isn't it in terms of as you mentioned before there they are bringing names in all of the time. Oh, God. Um, They've been on so uh, many names recently. It, it's, it's insane, it's, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I, I and, see the names and I get excited. I get really excited, you know, <laughs> you know because you know a lot, a lot of them are 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 just talent that I really love and respect. But then, then I get like all this anxiety because I'm like, oh my god, I got to work them into the line somewhere now. And you know, <laughs> um, he asks another question. It's kind of in similar ilk. Um, and it's regarding, again, you know, the appreciation of contracts that people have and what you can and can't do, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and he brings up the question regarding specifically Tiger Mask, and we'll use this as an example rather than a specific person. I think that's the best way to do it. So Tiger Mask. Uh, obviously, the Tiger Mask 4 is currently linked with other uh, companies. But in terms of contracts, is it possible to work with an earlier version, such as the Sayama version of Tiger Mask? Would that be, is that something that can technically happen? Well, it's, uh, SH Fig Arts does Tiger Mask, um, as well as it looks like somebody else as well. I can't find the name of the company. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the, so there, there are a number of Tiger Mask figures out there. Uh, they're a little more stylized mm-hmm. than than we do. Um, with it's really interesting. the The toy industry is very interesting in the way it works nowadays, where um, some companies get what's called a master license, so they get kind of like they can do like anything toy related. Mm-hmm. Of like Hasbro would have the 
master license for Star Wars, say. But then there, there's smaller licensing deals that happen with a lot of the smaller companies, especially where you have, you, you'll see it where there's like four or five different companies doing diff, doing the same IPs in different scales or different styles. WWE are a prime example of that. It, you know, Mattel's the main one, but they've got like, they've got Funkos and they've got subjects. Uh, yes, exactly. And you know, so so there's there's it would be possible um, if we sign a talent, or, you know, with through Mass Republic, we we want to be able to do all these versions of them, not just one single version. Um, that said, sometimes it may end up just we we only have rights to one single version or or something like that. It, it, that that can happen. Um, I don't know what Tiger Masks deals with these other companies uh might or might not be um sometimes it's just just for one figure and that's it sometimes it's for one figure in this style or this scale and that's it Mm -hmm. so you know sometimes it's you know like you'll even see it with us where we're doing the phantom in four inch scale but then NECA is doing uh defenders of the earth with phantom we're also doing flash gordon (laughs) And Defenders of the Earth has Phantom and Flash Gordon yeah. in it. And they're doing these seven-inch figures, and it, we 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 don't have license for seven-inch figures. Yeah, they do, and you know, and vice versa for the four-inch. So it's you know it, the the toy industry is become very much like slicing the bologna very thin um, when it comes to licensing. So I we we would it would be something that we would uh, not necessarily a earlier version of Tiger Mask versus a modern version of Tiger Mask, but it, it would be more, it would, as an example, it would be more of a stylistic and scale choice. That makes a lot of more sense now. Yeah, that, that does make a lot of sense. Has there ever been consideration to make a, a Dario figure? <laughs> so everybody can relive um, the Lucha Underground uh, fantasy. He does, <laughs> does so love violence. I... <laughs> I would love to do uh, a Dario Quarto Quarto figure. I am currently he's off the table as is much of Lucha Underground um, for various reasons. I'm a huge Lucha Underground fan. I think it changed the way Lucha was viewed in the U.S. specifically. And I think it's why a number of... uh, luchadors and wrestlers were brought either back to the WWE or ended up in the WWE. Uh, but I, I think, um, it, it, and I think it kind of changed how wrestling is filmed, especially with, you know, you know, the, the different, uh, camera angles and all that. To, I just, I think Lucha Underground was fantastic. Um, not that it didn't have its issues. All federations have their problems, but they, um, but uh, visually and everything, I thought it was really on point. And, um, but currently, uh, anything Lucha Underground is that's proprietary to Lucha Underground. Uh, and Dario Cuarto would be one of those, one of those characters and names, um, is kind of off limits, uh, including, um, uh, you know, Prince Puma or, uh, um, Mil Martes, you know, characters like that, 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 um, 
that Lucha Underground owns. Sure. No, that makes a lot of sense. That makes sense. Um, Interestingly, as a sideline to that as well, myself, um, one of my podcast hosts, Stevie J, and also uh, Al from uh, Mass Republic Europe, funnily enough, are going to be doing a bit of a deep dive into a revisit of uh, Lucha Underground very soon, actually. So you're more than welcome to jump on there and uh, relive it with us for a couple of episodes if you you want to. Sure. Yeah. That would be awesome, man. Um, but yeah, it's always nice to come across other fans as well, especially to get their perception and their 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 um, their views on it, because I think yeah. we all share similar views as to how it kind of transpired. There's de- definitely um, a uh, diminishing returns a- as you get through the tail end of season three and into season four, like yes. it, the the sin of being getting more and more gentrified. Which uh, was a real disappointment. And then, you know, it was just in general, I, I think the locker room, the, the feeling in the locker room, I think changed. And I think yeah. that carried, carried over into the performance, of course. That said, uh, you know, between us and some of the guys at WWE now and uh, some of the talent that's at AEW, is a, there's a very good chance of at least getting a, a really nice collection of uh, wrestlers and talent from Lucha Underground, uh, even if they're not the same costumes and stuff like that. You know, you've, of course, got Ricochet and uh, Ijo Del Fantasma, um, you know, Penta, Phoenix, Taya, John Morrison, you know, all, you know, all these people that were at. <laughs> so many, so many. You can almost create that mini-fed, can't you? And uh, Sunny Kiss, and yeah. you know, Bam, all you know? were at Lucha Underground as well. Kane Dewey Riley from WrestleFigs asked the question Do you have any visions to dip outside of Lucha and make other wrestlers, such as deathmatch lines, due to the weapons that you're creating? For example, something akin to Legends of Deathmatches? <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> I, that would be, I mean, that would be a fun line. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, we don't have any plans like that and and uh that would again fall into kind of the the earlier question mm-hmm. about you know expanding beyond lucha um i would love to do a series of two packs you know that are based around um specific matches with yes. accessories and stuff like that. that that would be a lot of fun uh, uh b- both wrestlers that were involved in the match aren't necessarily in our um in our license to work with that said uh, i would love to someday do a um hanging match b- between uh, vampiro and raven which is one of the most brutal matches i've ever watched yeah. <laughs> oh <Absolutely. good. laughs> no, that would be an amazing two-pack with the, <laughs> the chains and the oh so good you're gonna have to create like extra little sachets of fake blood just so oh, yeah, people yeah, yeah. can create the, the effect. <laughs> um, STC13 from the forum asks, as we're hopefully moving into a post-pandemic world, uh, let's hope we are, how many waves do you hope to generally focus on per year moving forward? Have you got a general idea of how many waves, like a, a plan of action, so to speak, where, you know, in 2022, we're hoping to release X amount of waves. I think that's the question he's kind of getting at here. We we have a loose plan um, I, I'll tell you, I'm working on designs all the way up to to wave five of premium and wave 
four or five of Fanatico's. I'm, you know, also working on design work for uh, uh, Beyond Luchasitos and Mascaras and a lot of other stuff too. So it's, we want all of our lines to move forward faster, uh, more product. So um, in an ideal world, we would have, you know, two waves of premium and three to four waves of Fanaticos, but I'm, you know, it's not an ideal world and I can't promise that. That's fair enough. That kind of makes sense. It's great to hear that the design process has taken you as far as season or wave five, even though that's, that's, um, if if anything, it's a great insight into the forward thinking planning, if nothing else. Um, So that's great. Jeremiah from the forum asks, are you looking uh, at creating belts? Appreciate that could be, you know, licensed or customized versions of belts. He also asks, will more Dragon be in ring attire or a t-shirt like Ray and Penta? On, on the belts one as well, and open that up to belts and or other accessory packs, because obviously we've had the first two. Have you got other things um, penciled in with accessories in general? We, we do. We, we, we With accessories in general, we definitely have some more plans. Um, the accessory sets are, one, they're very fun to design, and then they're amazing to for photographers and stuff like that. Um, and hopefully also for, you know, kids and collectors just to have all that crazy stuff. Um, we do have a wave two planned. We have not started working on it yet. Uh, um, cause it's a little further out there. The accessory sets do sell slower than figures, which is, which is completely, completely expected. That's not a surprise. We knew that they would. Um, so there will be a larger gap in between, uh, waves of, of uh, accessory sets, um, but we do we do have two more planned right now. Um, they're very cool, and uh, we we also are looking at different ways to get um, it, it, different accessories out there for everybody. Okay, okay, that's interesting. So that that maybe may veer away from what we've initially done. We'll always be doing the hopefully we'll always be doing the premium accessory sets. So, like the two that we've already done, but we're also looking at uh, different ways to get them out to people. Um, As for belts, um, we are going to be working on one soon, but it's still a little ways away. Uh, We do have license for one um, specific group of belts. uh, There we go. There it is. There's the honeypot. (laughs) One of the uh, uh, West Coast uh, U.S., um, federations which which should, they're very cool looking belts i would like to know what 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 do people want do they want you know, obviously belts with a figure is is great and and will happen but um does everybody really like uh you know belt packs like a five pack of, of belts or four pack or however many belts are we can do that would be great to know and also if we made up belts, like, would that be something that people would be interested in? And I, I'm never sure how I, we made up a belt for our uh, hacks line that's kind of got some uh, boss fight branding on it. Um, I, I also designed a, a, a full size belt that we had made as kind of a celebration of uh, getting the Legends of Lucha Libre line. Mm-hmm. Um, that the, that's on display in our office. Um, that's a, a boss fight 
championship belt. And we, you know, so we, we, we have made up belts and we, it is a lot of fun to make up belts to, to design them. But I don't know if people would really like that or if they really are only interested in the uh, actual belts that are out there at, at, at federations. Generally speaking, not necessarily associated to your line, but I've seen this question asked similarly before to other manufacturers as well. And the general feedback I saw from at least the comments relating to the question at the time, directed at the time, seemed to be pretty unanimous in the sense of licensing is much more preferred for obvious reasons. Yes. Um, but there could be certain elements and tweaks made to the potential of custom, of custom belts, such as where the belt can be quite a generic, quite nice-looking belt, but it could be customizable in the sense that people could slot in their own um, branding, if you like, an obvious image in the middle there that slots around. If you can imagine the idea where you could take that imagery out and then print off and place your own imagery in with your own branding logos and things like that, it could be an interesting way to do it where you make sort of customized belts that are interactively customizable. That would be a lot of fun. That's a cool idea. But yeah, I think generally speaking, the idea that you've got, you've, you've just mentioned there before, that you've got a potential licensing thing that you're working on regarding belts. I think that is, um, generally speaking, probably what the majority of people uh, are after, at least the people yeah. that I know and the people that I've seen commenting. And, and what, one of the th things that I've been really enjoying uh, with, with the more modern uh, wrestling uh, world is how many of these smaller companies that even the untelevised ones are coming up like the, the indie scene is just kicking ass all, uh, all over the place now. Yeah, really and, is. And, the access and, to it now is so fantastic. The accessibility to it, you know, with, with a streaming platform such as fight and other ones that you can now watch it, you know, you can yeah. actually watch it happening. It's not, it's not, a, a, a dead link on a forum to try and find it anymore as it was for us yeah. over here in the UK. You can watch stuff as it happens, which is amazing. Yeah, and, and it's been so much fun and and seeing and then then getting to see the the talent move up into you know the more the more uh, widespread uh, groups like you know a, a lot of the guys at a lot a lot a lot of the talent at AEW is right fresh off the uh the indie scene and they're all awesome like it's it's so good and i really like a, a wrestling and lucha libre to be a little less produced than the wwe is yeah um, in, in general uh so seeing those you know indie guys come up is is just been so much fun to the ultimo dragon question the Fanatico's Ultimate Dragon will be in ring gear. Brilliant stuff. No, I think I think that'll be a tick a lot of boxes for a lot of people. I, yeah. I mean, I might be wrong. I, I'm not quite sure what figures um, Ultimo's had out over the years um, that haven't been mass produced. But then, you know, the, I, I'm thinking back to was it the Adrenaline line and Jax? I think that's the last time we saw a mass produced yeah. one that was accessible at least anywhere. Yeah. Was it Adrenaline? I can't even remember now. But it was definitely a Jax RA based figure. Um, yeah. So it's, it's about time. It's about time. So we're very happy that we're getting something. There, there are some like unarticulated figures sure. from Japan and stuff like that that are really nice. But they, uh, yeah, the last time we've had a proper uh, posable figure was Jax. Yes. 
Yeah, it's a while ago. So it's great to see that that's coming out, and especially in ring gear as well. Um, and those obviously, obviously, you know, um, I've just assumed that everybody realizes that the the figure scale that you guys are, are producing is generally very much in keeping with other productions out there, whether it's from Jazzwares or Mattel. It's very much it works alongside. It's a, it's a scaling. It's true to scale, which which is in your favor better. I prefer that. Um, again, so with it, the, it's true to scale to a certain extent. We, yeah, of course. Yeah, we we would love it to actually be completely true to scale, but then everybody would require their own tooling, which is very expensive. So, you know, the yeah, you know, Penta and Phoenix are going to be taller than, say, uh, Lady Maravilla and uh, Hooventude, but they won't. They're not necessarily going to be actually as much taller as they 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 would be, um, and even Penta and Phoenix, who Penta is a couple inches taller than Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I think it it works a treat. I mean, I've seen them in scale next to other characters. I mean, very early in the day, I think somebody posted uh, on one of the forums. I think it was a, a Kurt Angle figure alongside your oh, yeah, yeah. figures, and it was just it was spot on. It was just great how it all worked together. Now, personally, I'm I'm a display person these days, believe it or not. I don't play with my figures anymore, unfortunately. I'm getting a bit old for that. My my four-year-old daughter has started picking up some of my old galoobs and things. I let her play with the galoobs because she can smash them to smithereens and they're indestructible. Yeah. Um, So, but yeah, I'm very much of a display person these days. And what I want to see more than anything else is figures that kind of make sense alongside other lines and figures yeah. of similar ilk, especially when they're you know articulated. Um, so that's what works brilliantly with what you guys are producing. I wasn't sure if everybody who's listening was aware of that, but yes, if you're a Mattel collector or a Jazzwares collector or anything, these figures fit in well with, I think that's the best way to say it. They fit in very well with that, yeah. with that sort of lineage of figure. Um, mm-hmm. Much like Chella does with Hasbro and Zombie does with Hasbro, for example. It's the same kind of thing. There might be ever so slight, you know, minuscule measurement differences, but in general, they look and fit in well with that style. Yeah, they especially fit in with the Metal Elites um, a little better than, than they do with the AEWs, which is, it's, it's fine. The truth is all three of us, Mattel, Jazzwares, and, and Boss Fight, we're all working from different, and, and Super 7 as well, we're all working yeah. from a different, what, uh, what, we, what we consider a different baseline height. Yes. Like, what is six feet for us? Uh, and that's kind of where you, you uh, start, start to kind of venture from. And um, the average, I'm going to finger quote, six inch figure whether it's Marvel Legends or Mattel Elites or you know you know whatever whatever else is out there is actually usually six and a half inches tall. While all of it goes together nicely, all of it doesn't go together perfectly. So and that and that's fine. Even within each line separately, like even within Elites or uh, Dynamite or um, I'm sorry, Unri- Unrivaled, like. Even within those lines, the heights are not perfect. They, they just, no, absolutely, yeah. They, they're, 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 a lot of them are all over the place. So, you know, I don't know if you've seen the new Million Dollar Man at all. I mean, he's he's the size of Hornswoggle. It's <laughs> it's 
it's incredible to see the differentiation even within the same company, what they're knocking out. Somebody did a scale comparison of a million dollar man from within the last year to the newest one that they're about to, or they've just released or about to release. And no, they've just released. And it's the size comparison. You're talking about an inch. Yeah. And it's incredible to see the difference. So yeah, that, that completely appreciate that, that comparable. It's, it's very, it can differentiate depending on who, who it is that you're making. Yeah. Out of curiosity, um, with the characters that you're making that you've announced, is have you really had to give that much thought at the moment? Because uh, is there anybody who is heads and shoulders above everybody else in terms of height or anybody who's incredibly shorter? Uh, you mentioned Taya before. Is there anybody yeah. that you've had to really take into consideration? Taya's not short at all. Like she's no, absolutely quite tall, but um, she's shorter than Pentan Phoenix, but uh, yeah. not by much. Um, but like uh, Hoovy is actually, actually uh, pretty short. So we definitely had to take it into account with him. Uh, Vampiro and Tenibus Jr. are actually very tall. I I was shocked when, when I met Vampiro at actually how tall he was. I didn't realize it, he was that tall. It, so, yeah, we have had to take that into consideration already. Um, Lady Mavia isn't very tall either. So there is... Yeah, there's definitely some places where we've had to take it into account, and also places where we've had to say, these two are close enough. We need to, just for body part sharing reasons, we have to make them the same height, even though yeah. they're a couple of inches off. So, My, um, my, my co-host, uh, Pablo, has um, sent me a message to tell me, to, to tell you, to um, let you know that he's going to be ordering two Conans when they become available because he's also going to order a customized Max Moon outfit to, to go with his Conan right. figure. <laughs> Which, yeah, uh, we, we will never be able to make Max Moon, oh, so yeah. <laughs> if you're going to make him, it has to be a custom. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, but again, though, it taps back into the whole concept of, of what you guys do best, which is making everything very interactive and customizable. The fact that people are already looking at the characters that you're bringing out thinking, brilliant, well, I'm going to get one because it looks awesome in the line, but I'm also <laughs> going to get a secondary one so that I can make this fantasy character. But yeah, I suppose on on that note, we've kind of wrapped up. Is there is there anything that you would like to share with anybody about that, that anything that's coming up in terms of any other interactive uh, shows that you're going to be doing on YouTube anytime soon or anything that you want people to kind of keep an eye on because there's an event happening? Well, well for, first and foremost, um, you know, check us, check us out, follow us on, you know, Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram. That's where you're going to get the most uh, updated news from us. You know, follow follow Mass Republic, follow Legends of Lucha Libre as well. They are on the all on the same um, platforms. We'll, we'll have links to all of those in our description on this pod okay. show as well. If anybody needs any direct links, and then there's um, Expo Lucha Virtual is coming coming up, uh, it, and we we will have videos in that, which will go over. We'll be showing showing a lot of the stuff that we just talked about today for the first time there. You know, follow me and uh, Jeffrey Toon and um, Roy Luchier. Uh, we have the Lucha Libre Figures and Facts podcast. It's fantastic as well. I just want to get that out there. What a great show that is. <laughs> we, Wonderful. We wish we could record more often, but yeah, we 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 pick out a uh, a different Lucha figure random lucha figure from the past and we kind of talk about it for we talk about the history of the character and that specific figure what is right what's wrong what's what we like what we don't etc 
On that note, I'd love to say a huge thank you to yourself, Eric, for joining us today, man. It's been a pleasure to have you on. It's been great just spitballing with you about everything. Um, some huge, huge, interesting things to come, I think, is the best way to describe um, everything that we've discussed today because it, it's it's really exciting. It's exciting times. And to all of our listeners, thank you very much for joining us. You can catch other shows as well as this one, including the the, the other shows that are part of our Hands Off the Merchandise Back catalogue. I appreciate there's so much that we're putting up at the moment. We've got about five episodes a week um, that, that's oh, going on live at the moment. Oh, it's, 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 uh, it's heavy. <laughs> but um, we've been getting lots of lovely feedback, and we appreciate everybody tuning in to check us out. So bbgwrestling.com. Take care, everybody. Ooh, yeah, the Grapple Arcade. Hands off the merchandise. Dig it. How would you like to win an entire set of the Wave 1 Fanaticos Legends of Lucha Libre wrestling figure line? Oh, you would? Well, that's a surprise. Well, you're in luck. Because Grapple Arcade are teaming up with our good friends at Fig Pop Shop to bring you this exclusive competition. That's right, Grapple Arcade, BBG Wrestling and Fig Pop Shop have joined forces in order to bring you the opportunity to win the entire Wave 1 Fanaticals Legends of Lucha Libre line from the incredible Boss Fight Studios and Masked Republic. It's completely free to enter, but in order to enter, you must do the following. Head over to Twitter, follow at Grapple Arcade, at Fig Pop Shop, and at BBG Wrestling. Like and retweet the Grapple Arcade pin tweet on the Grapple Arcade handle and comment on it stating which of the officially announced Legends of Lucha Libre figures you're most looking forward to. It's as simple as that. Go to Twitter, follow at Grapple Arcade, at Fig Pop Shop, and at BBG Wrestling, like and retweet the pinned tweet at Grapple Arcade and comment on it stating which of the officially announced Legends of Lucha Libre line you're most looking forward to. But that's not all, baby. We're offering all of our listeners an exclusive 10% off code for any order made on figpopshop.co.uk. They ship worldwide. Simply type coupon code BBG10 when you're checking out on figpopshop.co.uk to receive a 10% off your order. That's right, BBG10 to receive 10% off your order at figpopshop.co.uk. Enjoy the discount code and good luck with the competition, everybody. Ooh, yeah, the Grapple Arcade. Hands off the merchandise. Dig it. <laughs>